Here we go. Daf Lamed Aleph. We stopped on the bottom of Lamed Abbez. Amar le Abaye le Rav Yosef. Abaye says to Rav Yosef, and let's just remind ourselves what's going on in this sugya. We had a machlekes between Ben Zayma and Rav Yehuda as to the going to the mikvah, feasting in the morning uh, for the Kayan, whether it it uh, is a chiyuv, where if you don't do it, you're over and I say. Or whether Rabbi Yehuda is being made, Rabbi Yehuda says, no, you're not being over and I say. Rather, it's, uh, it's something you're supposed to do. And we got involved in, in uh, that, that that's the nafkamina, whether you're over and I say or not, between, the, between Rabbi Yehuda and the Tanakama, the Rabbanon, uh, Ben Zayma, I'm sorry, between Ben Zayma and the Tanakama. And we are going to continue from that discussion here until the two dots halfway down on Amadal. A very interesting Gemara, and we're going to try to clarify these two opinions. Between Ben Zayman and Rabbi Yudas. Here we go. According to Rabbi Yehuda, who holds that the initial Tvila is just to remind him and get him into the swing of things first thing in the morning. Chaitzitz. Okay? What happens, since it's not really a chiv to go to the mikvah, what happens if when he comes out of the mikvah, he realizes there's a chatzitza? Are we concerned about that? Or are we not concerned about it? Because really the whole thing anyway was just to get him into the swing of things. All right? So are we nervous about chatzitzas or not? You know, kind of like nowadays for men going to the mikvah, besides for Erev Yom Kippur, some people have a minute to go to the mikvah, so... Generally, uh, a man goes to the mikvah on Arab Shabbos. He's not as careful about chatzitzas as a woman is when she has a chiv daraisa going to the, to, to the mikvah, right? So should the kain go be so concerned or not? That even according to Rabbi Yehuda, who says that we did it to remind him and to get him into the swing of things of the, um, of the uh, immersions of going to the mikvah, he still holds, even if you will agree, that there should not be a chatzitza. Because once you do it, you do it right, you do it the same way the, the Arisas tell us to do it. Okay, very straightforward. Straightforward question from Rabbi, you nervous about chatzitzas? And the response is, yes. Another Shailah. Omar le Abai le Rabbi Yosef. Another Shailah, Abai says to Rabbi Yosef, Bia b'miktsas shma bia oiloi. Go, we, we said in the Mishnah that if a person goes, anybody who went to the courtyard of the Beis HaMikdash always went to the Mikvah first. What about if we partially um, would go into the courtyard of the Beis HaMikdash? Is that considered enough of a going in that we're going to obligate somebody to, to uh, go to the Mikvah as a way of a reminder? Or not? Or are we going to say, listen, you're not going the whole way in anyway. There's no need for this reminding dip. Amalei, Rabbi says, I'll prove to you from a Mitzayra. Mitzayra, right, um, sticks his thumbs into the Kadosh area. So he's just partially uh, entering his body into the Kadosh area. Vitanya, we still said, Mitzayra goes to the mikvah, and then he can stand by the Sharnikra. So Abai had a question, what about a partial entry going in? 
Do you need to go to the mikvah beforehand as a reminder? And what's the answer? Yeah, even partially. How do you know that? From Mitzrayim. Okay, Gavaldik. So two Shilas from Abai to Rabbi Yosef, and two answers from Rabbi Yosef to Abai. Now we're going to ask a third question. This time, it doesn't seem that Abaye is asking the question. Zok the Gemara. The Gemara asks a Shaila. They had a question. Fascinating question. Ready for this? You know what? Let's preface this outside. What would happen? We said a person should go to the mikvah before entering the Kadosh area. Okay, ready for this? What happens if a person... The Gemara is going to discuss, what if he has like a very long shechita knife and he wants to stand in the area that doesn't need immersion in the mikvah with a long shechita knife to do an avayda in the area that does need an immersion. Okay? So he's going to stay in the chol area. But the thing that he's holding is going to be entering the kadosh area. Do you need a tefillah for that? Listen to this. He would ask the shayla. What if he takes a very long knife and shechts? Do we say that he does not need to go to the mikvahs? The Gemara says, You can ask this question according to Pinah ben Zayma, who holds there's Mama Shechiv. And you can also ask, uh, and, and this is also going to be a question on the Rabbonon, who argue on Reb Yehuda, and, they, uh, and they're more mekel, right? Because they say that only a Mitzayra has to go to the mikvah and not a regular person. Now let's explain why it's a question either way. See, according to the Mahalach of Ben who says the real Chiyuv, maybe Ben Zayma says, oh, I'll tell you why you're obligated to go to the mikvah before you start. That's because you're going to end up going inside the, inside the Kaddish area. But let's say you're not going into the Kaddish area at all. So there's no Chiyuv. No Chiyuv at all. That's one way to approach Benzaima. Oh, Doma, or maybe Benzaima will talk and say you're still obligated. Why? Because you know, when you carry something when you, and you hold a long stick because you want to roast your marshmallows and stay away from the fire, yeah, you end up getting a little closer. You end up getting a little closer over the course of time. So we say maybe even according to Benzaima, if you intend to stand outside, there's a chance you might walk inside. Follow the, you know, the length of your knife may not suffice. You want to get a better look. And um, maybe you still would be obligated to go to the mikvah. So Abishail according to Benzaima. And Sibayla Rabban, the Pligal Rabbi, we could also ask according to Rabbanon. And we say, maybe Al Ka'an, the Kamra Rabban Hassan, maybe the Rabbanon only say that a regular person doesn't go to the mikvah because they're not, they're not doing an Avaida. Avalhaka, the Kamra Avaida, but here you're standing outside and you're holding a long knife. So you're doing it. The Avaida is taking place inside the Kadosh area. Maybe they will agree, lie. Maybe they would talk, hold no, that you, you do need to go to the mikvah. I don't Maybe there's no difference. Answer the Gemara take. We're unsure what the halacha would be for somebody standing outside holding a long knife and doing the avaida inside the base. Hamikdash, Tishbi, Yataritz, Kushiyos, Ve Abayas. We have to wait for the to come. The Meir of All right. Period. Two dots. Here we go. Next part of the Mishnah. We said in the Mishnah, The Kayin, on Yom Kippur, he went to the mikvah five times, and he washed his hands and feet ten times. The rabbis learned, and that's why they're rabbis. 
The coin Godel went to the mikvah five times and did kiddush adayim v'raglayim ten times on Yom Kippur by byayim on that day v'kulam a kodesh v'saparva. And every time he went to the mikvah, it was all done in our favorite base haparva, right, which is on the southern side, that room that was uh, that was referred to as the base haparva or as the area of kedusha, right. All the going to the mikvahs was by the base haparva mikvah, with an exception. Chutz, except for Mary Shaina, the very first dip. It was done outside the area of Kedusha. Where was it done? Al-Gabi Shar Hamayim. It was done on top of the Shar Hamayim. Okay? Now, we're going to have to find, um, soon we're going to get into a very interesting Zach about the, the size and level, but according to this Brisa, the mikvah was above the ground, like a second-story mikvah, right? Rooftop pool. And it was directly beside the parhedron, right? The lishkas parhedron, where the kain gadol would hang out. Fine. Okay, clear. There were five going to the mikvahs. Every time he went to the mikvah, it was by the base of parva. Except for the first time. That was on top of, on top of the Sharamayim. And which was uh, right next to the, the uh, Lishkas Parhedger. Okay. And, by the, and it was an area that was Chol. Now says the Gemara. The Gemara is going to go on a little bit of a side point now. Side point. And the Gemara is going to tell us what we can figure out from this statement. Okay. Now Amr Abay Abay says Shmami Na. You can also see from here. Ein Itam. Ein Itam is referring to the spring that supplied water to all the mikvahs um, uh, all, you know, all around the area, particularly to the mikvah of the, uh, by the Beis HaParv. Okay? So, Ein Itam, which is the spring, Gavaya Mikarka Azara, you can go after her, says by that the Ein Itam spring was above the height of the Azara, Esser Mishalish Amis. 23 amas above the karka of the azar. Above the ground level of the azar. Okay. That's the inference that Abaye is figuring out from the fact that we say that the Kayan always went to the base of Parva, except the first immersion next to the Lishkas Parhedrin. So this mikvah that he would use, that says Abaye, ah, must be that it was 23 amas off the ground. That's his chiddush. Now, where is he getting this from? All right? Where is he getting this from? So, follow along the math. We know, and let's just preface what the Gemara is going to say. I'm not going to teach you, I'm not going to say any chiddushim here. Just to explain. We know that as a general rule, and we learned this, particularly when discussing the Kayan who would take out the paraduma to... Uh, to um, the um, Harazesim. Okay? So he had to be able to see into the Beis Hamikdash, and we had to get that angle when he's under 20 Amas, though, because in general, the openings, the entrances in the Beis Hamikdash were 20 Amos high and 10 Amos wide. The exception to this was the Ulam, which was double. The Ulam was 40 Amos high and 20 Amos wide. 
Okay? So in general, an opening of Beis was 20 amos high and 10 amos wide. It was 40 amos and 10 amos. So listen to this. Says Abai, how do I know that this mikvah was 23 amos above ground? The time we learned the Mishnah called Zacham Shah Yusham, all the mikvahs, all the openings in the base of Mikdash were Goyven Esram Abba Brachim and Esram Abbas. 20 amos high, 10 amos wide. Chutz Mishalum, except for the Ulam, which was double. Vitanya, and we learned. Listen to this. Verachatz Besori. He's got to go to the mikvah. Bamayim Bemei Mikvah. In water means he wants mikvah water. Kol Besori means he's got to get his whole body in there. Mayim Shekol Gufa Elabem. The Kamahain. How much is that? How much water do you need to immerse in to get your whole body in? Amma alama barum shalish amas. It's got to be an amma and amma and three amas deep. Yishiru chama me mikvah arbom so. The chama say me mikvah needs arbom so that it's, which what we have, we know halacha lamais. Okay? So listen to this, beautiful. Which that takes us to the bottom of Amaral. If we listen to this math outside, it's actually quite simple. The opening of the wall was 20 amas high. Okay? The mikvah had to be at least three amas deep, which means that we're dealing with 23, the top of the mikvah is 23 amas off the ground. Because you're going to have the water of the mikvah itself being three amas. And that sat right on top of a sha'ar, right on top of an opening. And each opening was 20 amas. You had at least 23 amas above the karka of the azara was the top of the mikvah water. Okay, and now the Gemara is going to get into some quick, simple back and forth. The Gemara is going to say, "Listen, listen to this question." Top of Mavez, Ve'ika Amas Tikrov Amas Maziva. It's not going to be twenty-three. You know why? Because anybody who builds a building, or a home, or anything knows that you can't just have the opening at twenty amas and then have water going three amas. There's got to be a thickness to hold up the mikvah. So it's got to be at least an extra two amas of thickness, one amma for the ceiling of the, of the entrance, and uh, one amma to be the floor of the mikvah. To which the Gemara responds, no, wrong. It was all made out of marble. Marble, a very thin spot, is enough to hold it up. It's very, very strong, and you don't need anything more than just a thin amount. The Gemara says, okay, but what about that thin amount? Why did you say it was 23 amas? It needs to be more because you have the opening is 20, then three amas of water. You're going to have to have a little bit extra as well for the marble stone to hold up the mikvah. So the Gemara says, You're right, except since it's not as big as an amma, we don't count this. When we say 23 amas, it really means 23 and a bit. Why didn't we say the bit? We're only giving full measurements. All right, But ultimately we're agreeing. The opening is 20 amas. There was a little bit of a thickness holding up the mikvah, and then there was three amas of water. And that's what Abai is saying. You can learn out from our, from our Mishnah that this spring that would go down to the Kayin Gogol's mikvah was 23 amas above the ground, above the floor of the Azar. Period. End of that discussion of the Mishnah. Last discussion for this particular Mishnah before we get into the next Mishnah. Here we go. They would spread out a sheet of linen as the Kohen Gadol changed when he went to the mikvah. So we know why he hung up a linen cloth. Sineas. Separate. But why did it have to be made out of linen? Ask the Gemara. Why did it need to be made out of linen? Answer the Gemara. 
Kedomer of Kahana. Rav Kahana says, Kedesha Yakir, Sha'avaydas Hayoyim, but big day butts. In order to recognize, remind the Kayan Gadol that Avaydas Hayoyim need to be done with linen. That's why. Usually he didn't always wear linen. But we, we would put linen around him so he would be able to notice it. Be, oh, yeah, Taka, gotta make sure it's linen. Okay, so it was, it was more of a, a practical thing. Uh, you know, if we could add it to the tab, so to speak. If there's another thing to try to help make sure everything goes smoothly, we're going to do that. And therefore, we, we, uh, we particularly made out of linen. Okay, period. Next mission. Next mission. All right. All right. Here we go. Continuing on in the Avaida of Yom Kippur. Zogta Mishnah. Poshat Yorad Vitaval. The kind God all would poshat. Pshutay Kliates. Poshat me a pshat. When you get something down to its rawest form, right? See, he would take off his clothing, remove all the extras. Yorad. He would go down Vitaval. And. Take a dip. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that he went down to take a dip. It means that when he went into the mikveh, he went down. But he might have walked up to the mikveh, okay? All of it is stopping. He'd come up from the mikveh. And the stopping, he would dry himself off. Okay? Now, um, there's an interesting Rashi here. And there's a big discussion as to why Rashi feels the need to tell us this. Um... But Rashi says, "Vinestapeg is misatef be'alumta shal beged." He would wrap himself with a cloth garment, lispeg mayim to sponge up the water to dry, you know, to dry off the water. Shal besorei vinestapeg vineskanech. Yeah, and uh, the the purpose was to get the water off of his body. Okay. Now, there's a big discussion as to why we needed to dry. Why, why couldn't he just put on his clothing and kind of drip dry? You know, why, why? Also, when you dry up on Shabbos and Yom Tif, you're entering some areas of, of uh, halachic shyless. You know, you, you, may come to, uh, you may come to squeeze the towel and so on. The hair, the hair area as well. So, um, be it as it may, it seems that the Pais can say we're, we're a little concerned of... The water may be ruining the begadim, ruining the garments. There might also be a concern of maybe the water being a chatzitza. We know that especially the, the pants need to be directly on the skin. Maybe even if there's water there and he's not dry, it could be a problem. Fine. Listen to this. We know in Yom Kippur, the Kayin Gadol, when he did the Yom Kippur, the wore white. But the Mishnah says when he brought the carbon atomid, he actually wore gold. The Kiddush Yodav Raglav, Atomid, he started the shechito, Merik Achar Shechito, somebody else completed it, like we learned previously. So the Kayin would have the time, Kibbala Saddam, Uzrakai, he would do Kabbala Saddam, and then sprinkle it. Nichnas Latik, Tereshal Shachar, he would then go in and burn the Keteras of the morning, the Hitav Esenias, prepare the Menaira, Ulahakrav Esen Raish, Vesivarim, and the Makrib, the Raish, the head, the Esen and the limbs of the carbon and then the chavitin that we know got split up, right? The, the, the mincha, and the pourings of the wine, and in the morning, the that was done between sprinkling of the blood and the burning of the limbs, but when they bring the kataris in the afternoon, it will be brought between the burning of the limbs and the, 
the pouring of the Nesachim. Im and as far as the Kohen Gadol going to the Mikvah, if let's say he was elderly and very, um, and uh, not so great with, with cool water, natural spring water, so, or Ayistinus, or he was very sensitive body, they would add warm water for him, and pour it into the colder water, in order to warm up the coldness. Okay. Very good. All right, so let's do a quick review of the Mishnah. What did we learn? The Mishnah, the Mishnah says, Kangada went down to the mikvah. As soon as he, he would go to the mikvah, as soon as he came out, he wore the the shmeina begadim. All right, he did kiddush shadayim raglayim, do the carbon atomid, and uh, uh, go catch it while another kayan uh, finished it for him. Go do the morning kitaires, uh, the menaira, the chavitin, the pourings. And uh, by the way, says the Mishnah, there's a difference in order when it came to the Talmud Shoshachar, Talmud Shabbat Arbayim, about when the Keteris was actually burnt, okay? And then it ends off by going back to the Mikvah part itself, and we say, hey, by the way, in the Risha, in the beginning of the Mishnah, we were talking about the Kayan going down, you know, if, if, he was, if he was sensitive, then we would warm up the water for him. Okay, says the Gemara, here we go. Zak the Gemara, halfway down on Lamed Aleph Amudis. Amur Rabbana Kameda Rabbapa, the Rabbana said in front of Rabbapa, Hadda like Rav Meir. Our Mishnah is not following the opinion of Rabbi Meir. Which Rav Meir? Rav Meir says the Kayin Gadol needs two Kedushin before he has to be Mekadish himself twice before putting on the Begadim. The Kayin Gadol should have to do two Maisei uh, Kedusha before putting on the garments. We should make him do the mikvah and Kedusha Daivar Aglayim. All right? Um, but uh, it's not enough. It's not enough to just go to the mikvah. Mik- you should need a, an additional sanctification. And our mission seems to imply he only did one and he's already doing the Avon. Papa or Papa says, no, Bain Rabbana Bain Rav Meir. Our Mishnah could be following either the Chachamim and Rabbi Meir. Because Chad Abshita, the Big Nikaidish, the Chad Alavisha. You could say that one Kedusha, one sanctification is um, for to take off, the, is when he takes off his garments, and the other one is for putting on new garments. But over here, where he's just starting the Aveda of the day, there's no need to do the additional, uh, the, the additional sanctification, the additional Kedushah. And here's what the Machlekes is about. Uh, it says, We take off the clothes, it's like putting on clothes. It's just like when you put on new garments, the Kangado puts them on. And afterwards, does Kiddush Daim Raglayim, Afshita Paishit Vachach Vagadish. So, too, when you take off your clothing, it's the same thing, too. First, you take off your clothing, and afterwards, do Kiddush Daim Raglayim. You always do Kiddush Daim Raglayim after. See, if you're taking it off, after. When you're putting it on, after. That we are being Makish Pshita to Levisha. However, they say it's a different Hekish. Malavisha Kishulavish Makadish. Just like when you get dressed, when do you do the Kiddush Adayim Raglayim? When you're wearing your clothing. So too, when you're removing your clothing, 
when he's going to be changing out, he also does the Kiddush Adayim Raglayim before the clothes are taken off, before he changes. Why? Because, again, what's the connection? The first time he does it when he's dressed, so over here too, he should do the Kiddush Adayim Raglayim while he is dressed. All right? So, what's, so let's get our head back in the game because there's, uh, there's really one last step till the bottom of the Yomud. So let's just keep in mind what the Gemara just told us. Step number one of the Gemara was that there were Chachamim that said, Rabbanon said in front of Rav Papa, that our Mishnah, which says you only go to the mikvah and then he puts on his garments, is not Rav Meir, who held that you always need two sanctifications. And Rav Papa says, wrong. Wrong. Because even according to Rav Meir, Rav Meir is going to say that the only reason why you need two sanctifications is for the putting on the taking off. But he'll agree by the first one in the morning when there's no taking off, you only do the sanctification when you put on. All right? So ultimately, that is Rav Papa's answer. All right. Now says the Gemara, one second. How could Rav Papa give such an answer? said to Rav Papa, what do you mean? Do you find that you can say such a thing? Is it shy? Is it possible? What are you talking about? They spread out a linen sheet between him and the um, and the people who came to watch. He would take off his clothes, go down to the mikvah, all of the stop. They come up and dry himself off. If he like big days over love, I should put on the shmaita begudim and got dressed. says, He got undressed and the kiddush yodav raglov. The yarad v'tovel and see this. Even the morning he did both. All of the stop. If he like big days over kiddush yodav raglov. They asked on Rav Papa, "What do you mean, Rav Papa? Even according to Rav Meir, the first avida." He did two sanctifications. So we're right. We're right that our Mishnah, which says that the first thing the kind in the morning, he went to the mikvah and immediately put it on, and there's no mention of anything else, cannot be the opinion of Rav Baba. Rav Baba says there was an additional sanctification. Omar Lahu, Rav Baba says you're right. Itanya, Tanya. That's what it says. That's what it says. Can't argue. All right? So it seems, Taka, our Mishnah is not the opinion of Rebbe Meir. All right, let's do one last step over here, okay? Because we're moving along. Gemara is pretty straightforward. Let's get, uh, let's get to the Tan Rabbana, three lines from the top of tomorrow's day. Bishlam al Meir says the Gemara. It makes sense according to Rebbe Meir. It's going to come out that you could find there's ten times where he does Kiddush, Yadayim, Raglaim, because he changed five times, Okay? So, um, the, um, you know, it makes sense that, according to the mayor, where you're always going to be doing Kiddush Yadayim Baraglayim, we have how you get up to such a number. But according to the Chachamim, who say that there's only one sanctification by the first, uh, by the first mikvah, how are they going to get to ten? El Rabbanon You only have nine sanctifications, Okay. The Rabbanon will say, no, Kiddusha Basra, the last Kiddusha Dayim Baraglayim, Kiposha Big Day Kaidish, that is when it takes place like at the end of Yom Kippur. When he's taking off his Big Day Kaidish, and he's putting on his regular clothing. Now that Yom Kippur is over and he's going back into his standard clothing.
clothing of it lehasam. That is when the the last kiddush of Raglaim is going to be. So period. We'll hold it here for today. But it comes out that lemaisa. It's very interesting when we say in the Mishnah that there were ten kiddush of Raglaim. Nine of them are agreed upon. The tenth one we have a machlekes. Okay, according to Rav Meir, the tenth one is actually going to be the first one of the day. As soon as the Kayan shows up for work. And according to the Chachamim, it's going to be the last one of the day. When the Kayan is completed with all Zavayda and he's changing back out to his regular clothing, that's when he's going to do the last Kiddush Yadayim Raglaim. We'll hold it here. We're up to Tanu Rabbanon. And Bez Hashem pick up from here tomorrow evening. Agit and Chaydesh. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening.